the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. It's always great to be here with you. I pray that you find this time that we spend together uh helpful in in many ways. And today I'd love to talk about Israel, God's people, God's land. Okay, so uh, let's pray first and ask the Lord to just uh, be with us as we have this wonderful topic. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you, we praise you and honor you. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your not only your heart for Israel, but using Israel as, as an uh, so that the world would know that you're real, that that the things that you've done for Israel are undeniable, and so we are blessed because the promises you've made to them and kept, you've made promises to us as well, and so we know you'll keep them. So we're blessed, honored, and we're looking forward to talking about your love for Israel and your plan for Israel as we go about these next few days. So, Lord, thank you. We praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. All right. Well, you know, before we get started, I just want to mention a couple things. I have a couple handouts that I'm going to mention now and at the end of the program. Just uh, if you'd like them, be happy to get them to you. One is called the 40 Top Messianic Prophecies, and uh, the other is called Intercessors for Israel. And uh, these are uh, prayer requests from some weeks ago, um, a a prayer request, uh, a uh, intercessor team in Israel telling people what to pray for. And uh, it's, it's so I can email those to you if you call Karen at 813-831-5673, or we can send them out to you as well. Either way, 
we pray that you uh, are blessed by our program, and and certainly if you'd like to support us with prayer and finances, we would certainly be blessed. Um, again, you can call Karen or check our website, heartofmessiah.org. And um, please note that my messages are on Facebook Live uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, Friday evening, Saturday morning, and they're recorded, and you can get them on our website at shereshdavid.org. Also, we have a prayer meeting that is um, broadcasted on Facebook Live, uh, also recorded, and uh, that's available Tuesday evenings at 6.30 to 7.30. Love for you to attend. Love for you to be part of building up a prayer army. What, what a great honor it is to pray and, and know that the Lord is hearing your prayers. Also, we'd love for you to stop by one of our congregations in St. Pete, Wesley Chapel, Tampa, also, our Spanish congregation, Conexion, please contact, uh, look at our website, and you will get all the information. We'd love to see you. Well, you know, a few weeks ago, the parasha, that portion that we read, was about Balaam and how Balaam had to bless Israel and not curse Israel. And so that's going to kind of introduce our topic. I'll start with... Uh, Micah 6, 2, which was also from the parasha, it says, Hear Adonai's dispute, O mountains, the enduring foundations of the earth, for Adonai has a dispute with his people, and he will argue his case with Israel. You know, if someone is allowed to have a problem with Israel, it's only God. You know, it's sort of like a parent. We can discipline our kids, but we don't want anyone else to have authority over our kids, right? Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying. So that's kind of how God is with Israel. God is clear as to what he wants from his children. In Micah 6, 8, it says, He has told you, humanity, what is good, what Adonai is seeking from you, only to practice justice to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. What a great scripture, amen? Well, let's look at the relationship between God and his people Israel. In Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 through 8, it says to the people of Israel, You are a holy people to Adonai your God. From all the peoples on the face of the earth, Adonai your God has chosen you, to be his treasured people. It is not because you're more numerous than all the other peoples that Adonai set his love on you and chose you, for you're the least of all peoples. Rather, because of his love for you and his keeping the oath he swore to your fathers, Adonai brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So we see here a number of things, but the first thing I'd really like you to know is because God keeps his promise to the Jewish people, God keeps his promise to everyone, okay? So God loves Israel as his firstborn. You know, the firstborn, they're special, right? He has expectations, though, for Israel. 
that we would love him, that we would be holy before him, that we would understand that we are chosen and that we would trust him to keep his promises because of his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That he will use us to tell the world who he is and that he loves everyone and that they can have an abundant life by walking with him. God has a plan for the entire world. But the world would know that God is God because God promises the continuation of the people of Israel. And this is like a major miracle, I would think, that, you know, the people of Israel had no homeland for 2,000 years. And they were scattered to all the four corners of the earth. And even Hebrew was a lost language to the most part, except to the rabbis. And so we see a promise here in Jeremiah 31, 36, and 37, which if it were not kept, there literally would not be Jews on the earth anymore. But this is what God said. In verse 36 and 37 of Jeremiah 31, Only if this fixed order departs from before me, it is a declaration of Adonai, then also Israel's offspring cease from being a nation before me for all time. Thus says Adonai, only if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, then also I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all they have done. It's a declaration of Adonai. So the Lord used Israel prophetically to announce who God is and then set up the world so that they would know who Messiah was because they were waiting for their Messiah. Now you would think that the people of the book who were waiting for their Messiah would see the scriptures in their own Bible, the Hebrew scriptures, and understand that Yeshua was the Messiah. So let me give you some examples. Isaiah 9.5, For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. So let's look at what this says. First, there's going to be a baby given to us, to, to Israel, right? And the government is going to be on his shoulder. Well, we could say that about kings too, so that's not as big a deal. But in context, it's a big deal. Because really, I believe the government being on his shoulder... Uh, This is a prophetic statement of when Yeshua has his thousand-year reign. And we see that. You can check these scriptures, Revelation 20, 4 through 6, Psalm 72, Isaiah 2, 1 through 4, Isaiah 11, Isaiah 65, 17 to 25, and Zechariah 14, 6 to 21. And these are the names 
that Israel in Isaiah would only use for God, right? So when we see these names, wonderful counselor, when we see mighty God, it would be blasphemy if this was written by anybody uh, for uh, uh, describing anybody other than God, because it says mighty God. It even says my father of eternity and prince of peace. It's really difficult to understand how groups, well, certainly Jewish groups, but also Jehovah Witnesses, they don't understand that Yeshua is deity. After being called in Scripture, Mighty God, Father of Eternity, and Prince of Peace. It, it just doesn't make any sense, but you can go even further in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, Of the increase of his government and shalom, there will be no end on the throne of David over his kingdom. To establish it and uphold it through justice and righteousness from now until forevermore, the zeal of Adonai will accomplish this. Wow. As strong as the names and the description of this baby is to share Yeshua, this verse that I just read might even be stronger because the increase of his government and peace will have no end. So you can't say that about people, can you? And so it even says again, it uses the word forevermore. So it is really hard for anybody to dispute the fact that the Messiah is deity. There's so many other scriptures, many of them you know, in the Hebrew scriptures about Messiah. Isaiah 7.14, the virgin will conceive, right? Micah 5.1, he'll be born in Bethlehem. Psalm 22 is all about his crucifixion, and that was hundreds and hundreds of years before crucifixion was even used. Zechariah 9, I love this one. Our king will ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, bringing salvation. That, that is amazing, isn't it? And of course, you know Isaiah 53, where it says, Pierced because of our transgressions. By his stripes we are healed, and Adonai the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Just tremendous scriptures. And you know, even in Jeremiah, before the passage I read in in chapter 31, but in verses 30 to 32, it's where God promises Israel a new covenant. And then we have Daniel 9, which actually gives us a clear timeline to when Messiah would come. That's a whole nother teaching. I I think I'd take a whole teaching for that one. Maybe I should do that next week. Look, Israel is God's clock that you can tell time by historically and also prophetically. It's not just the Hebrew Scriptures, but the Burit Hadashah too, the New Covenant as well. This week's 
parasha in the New Covenant talks about Romans 11, 25. For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery. And, you know, it's funny. I stop here when I, whenever I do this teaching and I say, see, uh, this was before Jonathan Kahn even. If you're familiar with his teachings, everything's a mystery, right? So let me start this again. That in this writing, it says, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own eyes, that a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And this way, all Israel will be saved. So we see it's a mystery. We see that believers should not be arrogant, especially against Israel, that the hardening over the eyes of, of was just partial. And it was only until the fullness of the Gentiles, and then all Israel will be saved. Not necessarily in a moment, but that's when there would be a transition to Jewish people getting saved. So there's only one place in all of Scripture that has that kind of verbiage about the, the, the uh, fullness of the Gentiles. And that is in Luke twenty one twenty four. So it's talking here about the Jewish people, and it says they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until... The time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. See, the same verbiage. Now, when this was written, most Jews lived in Israel. And so the prophecy was, many will die, others will be led captive to all the nations, and Jerusalem will be controlled by people who were not Jewish. And when Gentiles or the non-Jews no longer control Jerusalem, that's when the time of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. From Romans 11, a partial hardening lifted. One would expect, then, Jews to be saved right around the year 1967, because that was the end of the Six-Day War when the Jewish people took control of Jerusalem. Now, Jews, for no apparent reason, all of a sudden, started accepting Yeshua. I was a little early. I was in 1965. But many others, randomly, and none of us knew each other. I mean, different parts of the country in different situations. And just a few years later, two Messianic congregations started without knowing the other one. And that happened in roughly 1974. And then Jews for Jesus started in 1973. So we see the, how God is really taking care of his Jewish people with his promises. And so we are expecting down the road here, all Israel will be saved. So what's next on God's time clock with Israel? One of the many things that God is doing is that he has promised one new man, a marriage of Jew and Gentile in the body of Yeshua. That's what one new man means. Maybe you didn't realize it. It's when Jews 
and Gentiles are one in Messiah. So Ephesians 2.11 says, Therefore, keep in mind that once you, Gentiles in the flesh, were called uncircumcision by those called circumcision, which is performed on flesh by hand. At that time, you were separate from Messiah, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So, people who were not of Israel were called uncircumcised by the Jews who were circumcised, right? And Gentiles were separate from Messiah, not part of the commonwealth of Israel, not part of God's covenants or promise. They had no hope because they were without God. But then in verse 13 it says, But now in Messiah Yeshua, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Messiah. For he is our Shalom, the one who made the two into one and broke down the middle wall of separation. Now, if you have faith in Yeshua, you who were without God have been brought near through his blood sacrifice. Is that exciting? No longer is there a middle wall of separation or or a partition. This actually was a physical barrier that separated Gentiles and Jews in the days of Paul at the temple in Jerusalem. This partition prohibited Gentiles from entering into the temple courts. As often as I say, even Yeshua doesn't always get his prayers answered quickly, I, I, I do say that. I, I, I often say that because we sometimes get discouraged. But you know, think of this. In John 17, Yeshua prays to the Father, and he prays that Jew and Gentile would be one in Messiah. Yeshua did the work of taking away the partition, but man has continued that separation. And I believe the Messianic movement has been brought to being in order to answer the prayer of Yeshua, that God is going to use Messianic Judaism to bring Jewish people and those who are not Jewish together. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16, within his flesh he made powerless the hostility. The law code of the commandments contained in regulations. He did this in order to create within himself one new man from the two groups, making shalom and to reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, by which he put the hostility to death. Because of the cross, the two groups are reconciled. That is Messianic Judaism. Jewish believer and non-Jewish believer, one in Messiah. You know what? I can't go any further. Time is up, but I am excited about continuing this next week. And why don't you consider uh, getting the two handouts that I have for you? One is called 40, the Top 40 Messianic Prophecies, and the second is Intercessors for Israel, How to Pray for Israel. We'll email them to you or... 
we can send them to you snail mail, whichever you prefer. Please feel free to call our office, 813-831-5673. We'll take care of it. Also, we'd love for you to listen to my messages and uh, on, on Facebook and in our uh, website, on our website, and visit us physically at St. Pete, Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and our Spanish group. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you for your word, which is truth, and, and how prophetically you bring things to, to be. And so I ask, O oh Lord, that today, because of your loyalty to us, we would be loyal to you and make you our first priority, and that we would grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.